This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morris, and this week we have a lot to talk about. The number one nationally ranked Bates men's lacrosse team completed an undefeated regular season and won their NASCAC quarterfinal game last week. Now, championship weekend comes to Garcelon Field, including Saturday's semifinal game against Middlebury. The women's track and field team finished second at the NASCAC championships, their best finish ever. And the men's tennis team qualified for the six-team NASCAC championships. A win last week over defending national champion Bowden definitely helped get them there. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The men's lacrosse team took on Colby to wrap up their regular season last Wednesday. All they did was break the program record for goals scored in one NASCAC game, defeating the Mules 24-10. Head coach Peter Lasagna had this to say to his team after the win. I'm just going to tell you that you just did something that's really, really hard because going undefeated in this league is really hard. In fact, Bates is the first NESCAC team to go 10-0 in league play in league history. They are the first to go undefeated in league play since Middlebury went 9-0 in 2005. We caught up with senior captain Kyle Weber after the victory over Colby. We uh, completed an undefeated season in, the, one of the, in the toughest conference in the country, so that's pretty rare. I mean, that's something to hang the hat on. I'm just, I'm really happy to see all the hard work paying off in that respect, but I mean, we enjoy it, 24 hours, but then uh, 4.30 practice tomorrow, and we're going to start preparing for Con right, on Saturday. Cause, yeah, because Con's a tricky team, aren't they, with that zone defense? Absolutely. So, I mean, we got we got zone busters, and we like to move the ball, share the ball. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we had a tough game last weekend with them, and got to expect the same and just play, play our game. It'll be nice to have it on this field, right? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Get back on the field turf in front of the home crowd. Hopefully the weather's nice to us, and... It'll be a good one. We're excited. You guys were the first to go 10-0 and in league play, so what does that mean to you? I didn't know that. Hey, you, you give me the, the cool facts, but hey, like, <laughs> shoot, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm very excited about it. It's nice to see you get rewarded for all of the hard work and everything, and let's, let's just keep rolling. And they did keep rolling, defeating Connecticut College in the quarterfinals of the NASCAC championships by a score of 11-8 on Saturday. First-year Rob Strain made his first career start in goal for Bates in the win. First of all, when did you find out you were going to be starting today? So I found out after practice yesterday, coach called all the goalies in and uh, said after a lot of hard thinking that they were going to take a chance with me. And uh, it was just such an honor. So can't, I'm just so happy that I got to play behind our defense and got a chance. Sure. Well, are you feeling any nerves or anything out there? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's hard being the last guy on defense, but... The great D in front of you, they make it easy. Um, after the first couple shots, nerves shook off, and other guys assured me that I was doing my job well. I know your older brother played here and was a captain, so what's it like to continue the legacy of the Strain family? It, it's also an honor. I mean, following him has been such a joy. I mean, everyone has respected him, and I get the opportunity to follow in his footsteps. Sure, and uh, were you happy with the performance today? I mean, you made some very nice saves. 
yeah, uh, I can't be happier with what I what I performed today and just excited for the next one. All right, thanks so much. Thank you. Next up for Bates is six-seeded Middlebury this Saturday at noon on Garcelon Field in the NESCAC Championships semifinals. First-year Matt Lestava played a big role in getting Bates to the semis. He tallied five goals and a career-high five assists in Wednesday's win over Colby. He followed that up with a goal and four assists against Connecticut College. For his efforts, Matt Lestava is our male Bobcat of the week. I mean, the offense as a whole was working. Uh, we, we knew we wanted to come out flying just because it was the last regular season game and uh, we wanted to end, end on a good note going into the NESCAC tournament. So everything was just uh, looking good. And then against Connecticut College, you had one goal, and you were firing some shots in there. They were going a little bit high, but you also had a bunch of assists. So uh, what's allowed you to be such a good distributor recently? I was shooting the ball, and I just wasn't really finding the net early on. So uh, it felt good to be able to find uh, Faye and a couple other teammates uh, who, who were able to put it in the back of the net. What's it like having a week between your quarterfinal game and your semifinal game? I think it's going to be good just because it gives us a whole week to grind it out uh, I know Coach probably has a great practice plan for us uh, throughout the week, so excited. Let's go back to when you were you know, a kid, basically. When did you start playing lacrosse? When did you know you wanted to play at a collegiate level? Um, I mean, I've always, even before I played organized lacrosse, my brother, who's two years older than me, uh, played lacrosse, so I always had the stick in my hands. But uh, around, like, middle school, I picked it back up after playing baseball for a little bit, and uh, uh, I realized, like, once I started playing travel across uh, throughout high school that I wanted to play at the collegiate level. And then how did you first hear about Bates? How did you first learn about Bates? Uh, I learned about Bates just by through through researching different schools and stuff like that. In New England, you, you hear about NESCAC lacrosse, of course, and uh, Bates being a bit, big part of that. And uh, hearing about Bates beating Tufts, you, I mean, you kind of hear about it, of course, but... Uh, yeah, that's just about it. So far, the adjustment from high school to college, how's it gone, like, from an academic perspective, combining, you know, you know a lot more uh, commitment from, you know, academic perspective and athletics as well? Uh, it's kind of interesting because uh, coming in first semester, don't really know what to expect. You know it's going to be harder, but not really how much and, like, how to really organize your life and stuff like that. Like, there's so much uh, more freedom than it, with high school. So uh, I learned that uh, I did better second semester than I did first semester. And I think that's a testament to the uh, structuring of in-season, uh, whereas in the fall, you kinda, it's kind of more on you to uh, structure out your day. And then from a lacrosse perspective, what's been the biggest adjustment from high school and now or travel lacrosse to college? Uh, I imagine it must be nice to have a Charlie Fay and Andrew Melvin on your side. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I can't really speak enough to that. Uh, playing with those two guys opens up so much more than I would have by myself, and uh it's going to be a, a big, big change next year, but uh, back to this year. Um, you know the slide's going to come right away. If you beat your guy, the slide's going to come. The two's usually there as well. So just uh, learning how to uh, play within the offense that we have here, uh, whereas my high school offense is a little bit different. Did any of your teammates from high school end up going and playing college also? My best friend is going to West New England next year. Another one of my best friends going to St. Lawrence. I have a friend that's already at uh, St. Mike's uh, and uh, one that's going to Bryant. So, uh, I mean, although Westfield, Mass. isn't necessarily a hotbed, uh, we have a couple kids going places. Gotcha, nice. So, but no one in the NESCAC that you get to see anything? Uh, no, I mean, my uh, 
one kid from my our tribal high school plays at Williams now, but uh, other, other than that, uh, not a whole lot of NASCACs. You know, Coach Lasagna. I know he puts a lot of emphasis on you know preparation from a from a scouting report perspective and whatnot. Is that a big difference from when you played high school? I imagine. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, every single game here at Bates, we have like a full two-page, three-page scouting report before the game that we get to read over. So uh, you kind of know each each defense uh, very well when you're going up against it. High school, you just kind of remember them from the years past. Well, we got Middlebury this Saturday at noon. Uh, what do you remember from the game you played against them in the regular season? I remember they they made that one run in the third quarter where you guys held them off. Um, I, I can tell that's just going to be a great game. I mean, they're a very tough team, and uh, – I know they're going to be hungry to try to not lose twice to us. So, All right, Matt Lestava, our male Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you. The track and field teams competed at the NESCAC Championships on Saturday with the men finishing fifth out of 11 teams, their 19th consecutive year finishing in the top half of the conference. Junior Adiray Fakariti won the discus and the hammer throw. Meanwhile, sophomore Tyler Harrington won the javelin throw with a career-best distance of 196 feet seven inches over the past uh, few weeks uh, me and coach fresh been working on a lot of uh, technical things and i think it finally just got came together and i hit a good throw so i'm pretty happy with it did you know right away that was gonna be a personal best like when you released it you were like oh that's feeling great yeah i mean like usually when you throw a javelin and then when you hit one that's gonna go far i usually feel it coming out of your hand so i knew it right when it came out so excellent last year you got fourth at nescax this year you got first um in terms of the competition was it similar to the previous years or was it just your sheer distance that got it I think it was similar. I mean, a lot of a lot of good guys throw the NESCAC. So um, I think I just last year I kind of underperformed. So I was pretty upset with it. But uh, I think this year I kind of um, I really put my mind to it. Really tried to set a goal for myself to win this meet. And I think I you know really performed there and I got the job done. So you went in very focused because of what happened last year. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, uh, last year I was actually seated first too, and uh, it was a tough meet. So I just kind of this coming here this past year I was like I'm ready to go, and uh, I was pretty excited when I won. So. Absolutely, and then I know obviously throwers is a good kinship there, kind of. Yeah. I know what D-Ray does is a little bit different, but yeah. how cool is it to see him do so well also? Yeah, I mean, it's awesome when you watch D-Ray throw. I mean, it gets everybody pumped up. Even like, even like the guys who run, I mean, they watch D-Ray throw, and it gets everybody excited. You know, it sets, it sets the tone for the meet, really. So, you know, when I see D-Ray uh, performing well, you know, everybody else wants to perform well, and that's what happens, so. Great. So it's short term here at Bates. Yeah. I understand you're taking a short term class. What is it? I'm taking a political inquiry. It's the... Uh, the mandatory politics short term. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, we take that. I think it's what, four or five times a week. Um, oh, really? Yeah, from uh, 10 to 12. So, yeah, I mean, I'm always doing that every day, and I do track. So. Gotcha. So, for a lot of students, it's more of a relaxing time. But for you, it sounds like you're uh, doubling down a little bit on the work. Yeah, a little bit, you know. <laughs> I mean, um, last year I took, uh, took another short term class. It was like only a couple of days a week, but this class, you know, a little bit more. Um, definitely, definitely a lot more work, but um, I'm happy I'm taking it. Happy I'm happy. Uh, politics major so there you go yeah and so with division three's uh, new england's coming up right yeah it is it's uh saturday friday and saturday um should be a competition as well i mean it'll be, it'll be definitely be a fun meet definitely good to uh try to get another good mark out there so because you'll see all the nescac teams you just saw last week but then more competition as well yeah we'll see the nescac teams we'll see teams like springfield and like worcester state those teams like that other d3 teams that are they're pretty good i mean it's gonna be definitely a good competition add some guys to it you know It'll be, a, it'll be a fun meet for sure. i got to ask you about this because you're on the football team also. Yeah. We just announced that NESCAC's adding a ninth football game. Yeah. So how excited are you for the fall? Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, it definitely adds more competition, another chance for us to compete and really play out there. I mean, it'll definitely be a fun time. I'm excited.
Great, excellent. So how do you in the summer when you're you know off from school completely, uh, what are you doing in terms of preparation versus football versus thinking about the next year for outdoor track? Or is that something that you have in the back of your mind for later perhaps? Um, usually in the summer I'm usually focusing on football, you know, yeah. lifting, getting ready for that. And uh, once football ends, I turn my attention to the track, and um, I really get focused on that too. But it's just uh, – I think it's good, a good, uh, good relationship there. You know, I have football in the fall, but then – I kind of shift my focus to track in the spring, which is nice. So yeah, you go from hitting people as a defensive player to throwing the javelin like almost yeah. like a quarterback throws a football, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a, pretty different. Yeah, pretty it's, different. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty fun though. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Tyler Harrington, congrats again on your personal best in the javelin throw and on your NESCAC title. Thank you very much. The women's track and field team really shined on Saturday at the NESCAC championships, finishing a program best second place. Senior captain Allison Hill led the way by winning the 100 meter hurdles the 200-meter dash, and helping Bates win the 4x100 relay and play second in the 4x400 relay as well. Hill set a new program record in the 200-meter dash with a time of 24.82 seconds. And she is our female Bobcat of the Week. Talking with our female Bobcat of the Week, Allie Hill here on the Bobcast. Second place for the women's team in the NESCAC championships. Uh, it's been a meet since 1984. This is the best finish ever for the team. Uh, when did you find out you were second, and what was your reaction for everyone? We knew we had a good shot at potentially getting third, third through fifth, and so that was kind of what we thought would be the best we could do, but once people started getting points that really um, they weren't supposed to get, as in Aiden winning the 800, I think that's really when the momentum started. They were like, okay, we can actually get second. I mean, there's no shot we could catch Williams, and any, I don't think anyone could, but I think at that point we're like, all right, we can definitely beat Middlebury out of this, and uh, it was awesome to get second. So Aiden was one of the kind of the surprises, maybe winning the 800. What were some other cool things that you saw this weekend? Yeah, I mean, it's really just people that weren't supposed to score that did. I know Claire Marconic scored in the 400. Um, Paige, like, PR by three seconds. Uh, Paige Rab in the uh, 400 hurdles and got, I think, fourth. And these were they were all running in the slow heats. So mm. yeah, like getting points in the slow heats is, like, really important. And it's really hard to do because you're not the – yeah, the, you'd rather be in the fast seat. But – uh, I think there's some other surprises that just people that were seated lower than and they got so much higher and that was really what made us uh, propel into second place. Great and then for you personally obviously you must have been pretty happy with uh, your performance. Uh, what, what event were you m most pleased with perhaps? Um, I think probably the 200 I was most pleased with. Um, I didn't have a great seed and um, I'd only run it once this season so uh, it was nice to actually get a under 25 um, and break that school record and my own PR which I was really happy about and always be beating the Williams girls always feels good too <laughs> and uh, I, yeah in the hurdle race it was I was really happy to win but it wasn't my, I didn't love the time that I got so I'm um, definitely going to try to work on that for the next few meets. I saw one of the alums posted like a video of you right after it's like, well, I won, but I didn't PR. <laughs> yeah, and it was hard because everyone's like, well, you won. And yeah, so you, you're really more competitive with yourself than I guess. And it, yeah, so I think I'll find some more competition next week and the week after, especially with the D1 team. So I'm just going to keep trying for getting like sub 1428. Um, that's the goal. And but yeah, I mean, it's hard to be disappointed when you win, but you still, uh, that competitive edge is still in me. So. Well, it sounds like that 200-meter dash, whether it be indoor or outdoor, keeps coming up big for you, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. It's the event that I never thought I'd really be yeah. running, and it's really been it's been awesome. And I just, I'm just really excited to see 
maybe how much faster I can get with it. And um, I'd love to qualify for nationals in it, but I'm going to have to cut it down just a little bit, which is because outdoor is a little more competitive in the 200. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to keep trying to work on that. Great. Now the 4x100 relay, that seems like a pretty exciting event. And uh, you got a first year there, Anna, on your team, right? Yeah, this is actually her first time running in it. And so she's really good with uh, handoffs and is a really solid relay runner. And so we... Everything went so smoothly, and I think it was great that we still got a pretty good time, but now we know that the handoffs will go well, so now we're just going to try to push it a little further and maybe be a little more, uh, take a few more risks on it and so that we can get sub-48, which would be great, and maybe even ha be in the running for nationals. It'll be kind of hard to do that, but I mean, I think we have the potential to do it, which would be awesome. Sally always says how like the relays are her favorite. What do you think about the relays? Yeah, it's it's something because it, you're, it's you're not, it's not just dependent on you. It's, it becomes more of a team thing. You are dependent on everyone around, um, everyone else in your team. And um, it's kind of a trust thing. So you trust them to get to you and you trust that they'll, and you'll get to them. And it's really competitive and you just want to do well. And yeah, so one thing can go wrong and we've seen it happen before. We've had some heartbreak there. So I think everything went right in the relay on uh, Saturday. All right, well, second place in the NETSCACs, best finish ever. So what's next for the women's track and field team? Um, so I think we're heading to Division Three New England at Williams next week. And um, I think we'll still probably be really competitive, what we're trying to do. Um, NETSCACs is definitely the meet that we put everything out there. And I think Division Threes we'll still put out there. But, um, yeah, I'm not really sure how it will go, but I think we'll definitely be competitive, like, you know, top, top ten at least. So uh, it'll be a really great competition for us, um, seeing everyone in New England and then, yeah, after that is Open New England's All Divisions, uh, which I, I really look forward to because you get that Division One competition that you don't really get, and uh, it really put, boosts everyone's times, everyone's times, yeah. All right, well, we're looking forward to the rest of the season. Nationals coming up in uh, the end of the month. Uh, Allie Hill, our female Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. All right, thank you, Aaron. The women's tennis team defeated Colby on Tuesday by a score of 9 to nothing, earning their fourth NESCAC win of the year, the most for the program in one season since 2010. Meanwhile, the men's tennis team received some great news this week. They are headed to the six-team NESCAC championships for the first time since 2013. It all gets started this Friday at 9 a.m. on the campus of Williams College. The Bobcats helped their cause by defeating defending national champion Bowden by a count of 7-2 on Wednesday at Merrill Gymnasium but they were left on the bubble after a loss to Wesleyan on Saturday. They found out Monday they'd made it, and needless to say, junior Ben Rosen is pumped. People don't know this, but like for tennis, it's a committee that chooses who gets in, not necessarily a record purely, so style points kind of matter. That Bowden win uh, last week must have meant a lot to you guys, right? Yeah, it was massive. I think um, if we really didn't get that win, we wouldn't have had a shot. And after we took them down, I think you know we realized that was a huge win for us NESCACs-wise, and we were pumped to get it started. And unfortunately, uh, Wesleyan was too good this past Saturday, but we're pumped to get a NESCAC berth. Right, well, and people should know Bowden was the defending national champion. They won the team title last year, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was huge. We, we all know you know, how hard they fight and how good they are on paper, and we were, we were pumped out to compete them that day. For you personally, what was really working that day against Bowden? I know you guys were indoors, which I think provides an advantage somewhat. Absolutely, especially for the big guys like me <laughs> and my teammate, Pat Ordway. I mean, we're pretty big servers. Um, and in doubles, I mean, Chris and I fought so hard. We were down 6-3. 
and I mean we just kept competing we got some opportunities we took advantage of them and ultimately I mean strong serving from Chris and I in doubles really set us through and in singles I continued the strong serving and I was able to get lucky that day. And then, so after the big boating win, Wesleyan comes to town, and it, it was a struggle for you guys. I mean, I was I was there watching. It looked like a, t a tough match, certainly. Afterwards, I know you guys met upstairs. What was kind of the mentality? What was going through everyone's minds after that match? Um, I mean, we were we were proud of ourselves, but yet there was still a lot of uncertainty. Like we didn't know if that was the last match we would play for the season. And the talk up there was mainly about reflecting about what just happened that day against Wesleyan. And we were talking about, you know, the seniors and the role they contribute. And we were treating it like it, like it was our last match. We were talking about how much we're going to miss them and how much they contribute to this team this year. But we're pumped to have one more shot again to, to fight and take down some good NESCAC teams. And for you, this is your first chance to go to the NESCAC championships, right? And so what does that mean to you to finally get to that point with, as a team? Oh, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's an incredible feeling. Um, I mean, I've, I've never been there, like you said. And it's it's a totally different feeling. I I mean it's gonna be so much fun battling with my my brothers out there as a team. We got a second chance, which is just incredible. This obviously means a lot for the seniors, uh, like like Chris Ellis, right? Have you talked to him yet? Yeah, of course. He's yeah. he's pumped. He is ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're we're excited. Uh, I mean we're excited to get a second shot of it's Amherst, Wesleyan, whoever we play. We we want revenge in doubles. We're hungry. There was a lot of uncertainty. We weren't positive we were getting in. And now we're just hungry. We got practice later, and I think we're going to get together and really understand what this is all about. When you saw the email from Coach, what was the first thing that went through your mind? Oh, I, I told everyone I knew. <laughs> I, I called all my teammates. Uh, they were pumped. I'm pumped to see them at practice today because there's going to be a lot of fire going. Yeah, because you didn't know there would be a practice today, right? No, yeah. We were, we were planning on you know having a stretch or just talking, but this is the real deal. We're ready to go. All right, well, we're looking forward to it. Ben Rosen, congrats again. Thanks a lot, Aaron. The baseball team had a tough weekend, dropping three games to number 10 nationally ranked Tufts to finish NESCAC play 7-5. Bates finishes second in the East Division, good for a spot in the four-team NESCAC tournament, which gets started May 12 at Colby College. Until then, they will play a number of non-conference games to prepare. Bates split a doubleheader with Plymouth State at Leahy Field on Senior Day this past Sunday. Sophomore Brendan Smith tossed a complete game shutout in Game 2, a 1-0 Bobcat victory. Well, it was your second career start, first this season. So how cool is it to get the win for your, your senior teammates on senior day here at Leahy Field? I mean, it was really cool. I haven't thrown that many pitches in a long time, so it was fun to get out there. And I started rolling, had a perfect game for three innings, and then a little cheap hit, but made it work, and a couple good plays in the sixth inning, and got right. the dub. Right, right. Well, the, the first hit of the game was just a little infield single, right? And so did that take some of the pressure off though, a little bit maybe? <laughs> I mean, a little bit. That kid yeah. is really fast. Like, he can haul. So, I mean, it's still the same mind, mindset every time. So it didn't really change my approach. And then for you personally, I mean, you're normally coming out of the bullpen a little bit for the Bobcats. And so how excited were you knowing you were getting the start today? I mean, it was really exciting because I haven't started since, like, about until I got here. I mean, I had that one – last year, but I was a starting pitcher before that. So like, I knew the routine, I knew how to do it, and did well today. What pitches in particular were working well for you? Uh, definitely fastball changeup. I was basically that through most innings, and I threw a couple of curveballs and a couple of splitters. 
It's funny with like college baseball, for, I think for any team, is the roster's so big that the pitchers have to really kind of relish their opportunities, right? Yeah, definitely, because like when you get your shot, you got to make it work every time. And I'm happy that I got a good shot today and did well. And the defense played well behind you, it seemed like, right? Yeah, no errors. I mean, Reed made a great throw, shot him at second, and then obviously Sylvia in right field with that great throw to home plate kind of saved me a little bit. <laughs> Well, yeah, you guys were pretty hyped up after Sylvia oh, yeah. made that throw for good reason, right? Oh, of course. I mean, he's he's usually not known for something like that. And he, out of nowhere, <laughs> in a close game, I mean, it was amazing. How much have you worked with Reed before? I have worked with Reed a couple times. I threw one inning earlier this year with him in a relief appearance. And then, I mean, I've worked with Jack. I like Reed a lot. He, he was calling good pitches and worked well together. So the guys, the catchers call their own pitches, right? Yeah, we yeah. kind of work together as pitcher and catcher and decide like our game plan and what we want to throw. Gotcha. Now today it started off pretty warm, but it got colder and colder as we went along. So how did you handle that as a pitcher? I mean, for Maine, I'll take this weather to be honest. <laughs> right, right, right. But like, yeah, it was warm in the, when I was just sitting here for the first game and then it kind of dropped in temperature. I mean, I just keep my arm warm. I have a sweatshirt on, and that's basically it. Now, you guys have a few more games before the NESCAC tournament um, to kind of basically get ready almost. What's going to be the mentality for these games? Loose, and we need to start swinging the bat. I think that's our most important thing is to get the bats going, get hot going into the tournament. Any chance you're going to help out on that end? I mean, I can swing. I'm a lefty. I mean, I can I can drive some. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> All right, any other thoughts on this start today for you and how exciting it is for you to do this in front of a nice crowd and for your seniors? Teammates. I mean, it was a lot of fun. My mom and my dad were here. Came up from Massachusetts, and my girlfriend was here with, and just obviously all the senior parents are here. And a big day, and it's great to to perform in front of them. Brendan Smith, thanks so much. Thank you. A couple of spring sports wrapped up last week, with the women's lacrosse team finishing their season with a record of seven and eight, and the softball team finished up with a mark of ten and eighteen. The rowing teams defeated New Hampshire and Middlebury on the Androscoggin River last weekend. And heading into the New England Championships, the first and second varsity eights for both squads are ranked first in New England. Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll let you know if the Bobcats won the NESCAC men's lacrosse tournament, which wraps up this Saturday and Sunday at Garcelon Field. We'll preview the NESCAC baseball championships and recap how the track and field and rowing teams do at the New England Division Three Championships. It's championship season at Bates, and it continues next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, 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 Bates.